0: We all make more than 35,000
1: decisions a day. Most are small, but some can be life-changing. When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make. Like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's call. Or being there for support not assuming things will just get better. Or fighting through challenges rather than giving up. And while we all face thousands of choices every day, there's one that can make all the difference. Today, make the decision to be there. For the veterans in your life, for your community, for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com. Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. My name is Travis. I'm the host. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubuzzoo Network. You can find out more on Hubuzzoo.com. And I want to thank my sponsors: Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Mark Holmes, a National Guard veteran of Reaper Detailing and Power Washing. Thank you very much for your support. I also want to thank my Oscar Mike Radio supporters: Simper Savage Salad Dressing, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Kason Shaving Company. Thank you very much go to oscarmicrobradio.com to learn more and i'm excited to be remote i've learned a whole lot in the last couple of minutes doing this remote i learn something every time and uh, we are at with my fellow marine corps veteran alan he owns a photography studio and we are at the bridgewater vfw the james a oliver jr post 2125 doing this remote today and i want to thank the bridgewater vfw for allowing us to use the space So without any further ado, um, it's not very often to say, Alan, thank me for my service.
0: You're welcome for your service.
1: And I want to thank you for your (laughs) service. Alan is a Marine Corps veteran photographer and the host of the Thank Me For My Service podcast. And I just want to say welcome to
0: Oscar Mike Radio. It's an honor to be here. I really appreciate it.
1: All right. All right. You know, we've we've done a whole lot of learning here in the last couple of minutes. It's been great. But now that we're doing the show... I am extremely excited to have you on. Um, we connected through Masshole Marines. Big shout out!
0: Shout out to Masshole Mass
1: Hall Marines. Massholes forever, right? <laughs> right. And you're like, "Hey, I do this podcast. Come down, check out my studio." And I came down there. I'm like, "Ladies and gentlemen, he has a dope studio." If I can, yeah. s- if I'm, I'm, if I'm, I'm talking to my kids right now, but it's it's dope, right? It, it is absolutely <laughs> awesome the way he has it set up. And we got talking, and I'm like, you know, this this is amazing. A lot of a lot of military podcasters mm-hmm. think, well, there can only be one podcast right near me, I, but there's room for everybody. So I, I'm just excited to get to talk with you today, and thank you for being flexible, simple, gumby, and you know, yeah. getting, help me get this uh, setup dialed in.
0: Yeah, no problem. I, that's what I do too. I so I totally get, you know, having to kind of work around everything and make things happen. So
1: well, well, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, you know give us a little background of your military story because every story is different
0: yeah uh so i uh grew up in dennis massachusetts on you know little cape cod on the cape on the cape yeah i'm a cape kid so i grew up on on the cape in dennis and uh graduated from dy high school in in 2000. Uh, i had already well dis- you know well before that decided that the marine corps was going to be what i was going to do you know they they got me <laughs> With the with the commercial, I thought you know, climb mountains, slay dragons, fire, I'm in. You're in. I'm in. I'm doing it. So I signed up a lot long time before that, ready to, ready to rock and roll on that. You know, so I, when I graduated in 2000, you know, I pretty much left right after that, off to Paris Island, and did all that stuff. Um, ended up being uh, going into amphibious assault. Um, went off to amphibious assault school in California. Um, and then after that, back to the East Coast, uh, stationed at Lejeune. Um, and then that was pretty much right before 9-11 happened. Uh, pretty unique, you know. Yeah, what was, that, what was that like?
1: I mean, you're, you're doing your Marine Corps job, and yeah. then the word comes down that, you know, this happens. Well, how the switch flip?
0: Uh, well, I mean, you're, you know, for me, I was, you know, I was the new guy you know, in the fleet, you know, you go, you you leave and you're like, I'm finally done getting messed with, you know, they're going to leave me alone now. I'm, I'm in. And then you get to the fleet and it's like, yeah, it's not so much. But at that, at that period of time, you know, you're, you're a young guy, uh, you're new, um, you know, and, uh, and then something like that happens. Uh, the level of, of seriousness, you know, ticked up. A bunch of notches not to say that things weren't serious before as far as like the the approach to training and and that sort of thing but i think after that happened you know it was always kind of in the back of your mind that like okay we kind of know what's coming next it doesn't really look like there's any other way for this to go so we better really uh we better really soak in everything a little extra
1: did you do a full,
0: you know, two tours, one tour? So I was in the initial invasion in '03 into yeah. Iraq. At that, at that particular time, um, at least within the fleet, uh, we weren't really sure where we were going. You know, Afghanistan had happened earlier. Right. So it seemed to us that, you know, uh, it was either going to go one of two directions. You were either going to go here, and then if you didn't go there... You know, obviously at that time we weren't aware that there was going to be Iraq, but then that kicked off and it was kind of like everybody kind of split. Some of us went one way, some of us went the other way. So I did the initial invasion in '03, and then my time ended after, after that and I didn't go back for another deployment uh, before I got out. So
1: Okay. You, you get out and kind of, you know, what was your transition experience like after all that?
0: Uh, it wasn't good. Um, You know, I think back then there were, I don't think back then there were the same kind of networks.
1: Yeah, the resources Um, networks weren't there.
0: Yeah, they've gotten a lot better now. Yep. Uh, But back then they're really basically non-existent. So you go from this period where, you know, you are a young guy, you kind of grow up in this environment and then, you know, things kind of, you know, the defecation kind of hits the oscillation and then you're in the middle of that. (laughs) And then you have to kind of, you have to kind of as a young guy that doesn't really know anything else, you're kind of kicked out into the, into the real world. And you're, you're thinking to yourself like, okay, I've done so much good stuff. You know, I'm, I was very successful. I, would, you know, I had reached this, this, you know, this rank of E5 and in you know, short amount of time. You, you got, everything's going good. I've got it all under control. Surely, I'm going to be successful when I get out of here. You know, I've got all these skills, right? So uh, that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, I could not get a job. Uh, I couldn't get anybody to even look at me to give me a job. Uh, I ended up uh, moving down to Myrtle Beach. I ended up taking, the only job that I could get was washing towels oh, wow. at, a, at a resort. And I think, uh, you know, and that's, I'm not going to say that, you know, everybody has those issues. But a lot of times that's very common. You, you feel like nobody cares. And then, you know, you start to not care anymore. And you start to, you know, not put as much effort in thinking, like, what's the point? And then that's how the spiral starts to happen.
1: Right, right. You
0: know, so for me, that was my experience. Uh, and it, it, you know, I eventually had made some self-corrections. Um, but, yeah, you, you once you get stuck in that in that place, it's hard to get out of it. So
1: you're in, you're in the spiral, you're in the chasm, you're in the valley, um, you know, what kind of started getting you back to, to normal, if I can even use that? I,
0: I, can, I can be honest with you. Um, first of all, uh, moving down to Myrtle Beach, probably not the best idea. Uh, at that time, you know, I was fresh out. I was in this relationship with, with, you know, this girl that I had met while I was still in and I had moved in with her, uh, that was strike two strike three uh having my motorcycle down in murrow beach that's strike three uh and then you know you, you you get stuck in all these different things and you don't realize at the time that you're doing you're you're making all these moves for all the wrong reasons right right, right. Um, and for me uh the drinking um the um social behavior the uh, overly aggressive kind of like uh, approach to everything um, really started to uh, take a toll on everything. And everything that I touched became, uh, you know, everything that I touched, I turned to poison, you know. So um, it was one day, It's honestly, there isn't really any dramatic story as to what made me change it really honestly um, came to a head one day I, I, I woke up and I, I went into the bathroom to brush my teeth and I looked in the mirror and I said if I don't if I don't get out of this place I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get out of this place in other words I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to keep doing this um, so I made that decision uh, I, I made a call um, I Got a you know g- gigantic you know pa- uh, truck. My buddy helped me load it up, and I was gone two days later with everything I owned back up here in Massachusetts. And
1: you get up here. Um, how, how did the photography business get going again? Was that part of this? No. So okay.
0: I mean, if you asked the, if you asked my my buddies, like you know, if, when I tell them, you know, I I do photog- I'm a photographer now. I do photography. They're like, you know. I, right?
1: But he actually does. And, I do. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just telling you, ladies, if you need like some wedding work done, <laughs>
0: yeah. this
1: guy is good. He, I've seen yeah. his work. He's fantastic. Yeah. So so the photography had nothing to do had
0: nothing to do with it. And I, you know, I, I didn't really even have any interest in anything like that. I think um, what what kicked it off for me is actually years later, I had. So I had uh, gone into policing, for a while, I uh, was working up in the Boston area. Um, I did that for about eight years. I uh, started having some some you know some medical stuff going on. Uh, my father ended up uh, dying of brain cancer, which we found out was, was linked to ancient orange. Uh, and that when that happened, you know, a couple years out of retirement, when uh, when that happened, and I, I you know one day it was fine, uh, two days later he couldn't remember how to use his cell phone. And, you know, when something like that happens, it kind of is an eye-opening experience. And, you know, like a, kind of like a warning, you know, like you, there's a lot of things you can control, but there's also a lot of things you can't control. So you need to, uh, you know, pay attention. And that's when I, I started, the wheel started turning. I said, you know, I need to really, I need to kind of deal with some of these things and go get the, the help and, uh, with the VA. And I did. And that ended up leading me going back into college, um, and uh, did, you, did you use your GI Bill? I didn't. I used I used Voc Rehab. Oh, nice. So I'm in the. I, I used Voc Rehab. I went back to college. I ended up getting associates. I'm actually finishing up my uh, my second degree, uh, Bachelor's of Science in Computer Science over at Bridgewater State University. I'll finish up this semester, uh, but the photography thing uh, came uh, later. You know, I I was looking at old pictures. You know, back in the day, we didn't have the digital photographs. You could right, just right. pop off a digital photo and boom, there it is on your cell phone. We didn't have that no, really that either. Was... Um, so the only photos you have are the ones that you took the time to go down and get developed at the wherever you went and got them developed That So you get your paper pictures and that's it. And if you didn't do that, you don't have pictures. That's, that's how it worked, right? So um, for our younger viewers. They have no idea. No, no. So... It's a, it's a, it was a hassle to, to get your foot, you had to go and drop the film off, then you had to go pick up the pictures, and then maybe they were good, maybe they were garbage. You don't know until you get them back, right? Whereas now I can see everything I'm doing in camera, Wow, it's what's going on, you know? So, um, but I was looking through old photos, and um, I had some photos, and there was uh, this, this one Marine that we were all really close with who, uh, who ended up dying. And uh, I real I I only had one photo. It was the only photo I had. And uh, I said to I said to myself, you know, uh, I really wish that I had taken the time, as as much of a hassle as it was back then, to to take more photos, um, and kind of, because now it's important to me. Back then I care less. You know, right, you don't right. think about that stuff. But now you know, I'm in my 40s and. And uh, I'm looking at these photos, and, and these are, this is all I have, you know. And as you get older, your memory starts to become less and less. and True. It's less vivid, and those pictures are important. And I said, you know, uh, and it was, it was very random. Uh, I, was, I was up at a college on the North Shore, um, and they had a class. And I said, let me try this. Let me go check this out. Because, you know, when I first saw photography, it was back in the late 90s. You know, and we were going in the darkroom and developing the film. And right. I thought that was cool, but I was like, meh, I don't know.
1: It wasn't, wasn't like the standard camera, the Canon AE1. You know, I,
0: I don't even remember it was anymore. was just an old 35
1: millimeter yeah.
0: you know, so, workhorse. Yeah, so back then that was that was my experience. And I actually enjoyed it. I thought, you know, it's cool. Uh, it's a lot of work. I don't know if I really dig it that much. Uh, but then I said, well, "Let's let's see this digit, you know, the old guy now, the really old guy. <laughs> Uh, seeing this Isn't digital that something
1: you're the old guy yeah, now.
0: that's crazy to me I'll, we can talk about that a little bit more later that's kind of how that podcast thing started Bye. but uh so i i decided i'm going to try this digital photography thing right so i i signed up for this class and uh i, I hit up the va and, and you know good on them they bought me a, you know nothing crazy just a kit camera you know a Nikon, uh, kit camera. And uh, it was the craziest thing. I just, uh, I had the camera. I picked up the camera and I put it on manual and I could just do it. It was one of those things where I just like, it all made sense. There was no, like, uh, I don't really know. I just felt like something that I I could do. And, um, it didn't take long for me to really figure it out. And then, you know, we all have this, our vices, right? For me, it's my motorcycle. And when I don't that's have... A, that's
1: not, I have a motorcycle that's not a vice, Alan.
0: Well, I guess it depends. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're obsessive about it, you know.
1: So... Yeah, we'll talk... We, we, that's not a bad thing. Well,
0: no, it's not a bad thing at all. And I'm not, I'm not I'm kidding, implying I'm that it is. I'm just saying that, you know, when you, when you have something that you really enjoy and that's like your thing, like you, you need to have that thing. Like Absolutely. most of us, and especially since I find when I do mine... Everybody's got that one thing that they, they really yeah. need, you know, and that's a good thing. Um, but when, I, when it's, you know, three feet of snow on the ground, it's you're not riding anyway. I'm sad. So the photography thing came, kind of became like one of those things where okay. I was like, but the, the, the flip side to that is my, me constantly trying to figure out how did he do that? How did yes. he take that shot? And spending all night, staying up all night just to learn how that one photographer took that one shot and my wife looking at me the next day and go, did you stay up all night because you were looking at a picture and they absolutely, I'm not ashamed of it, you know? Um, but then it became a thing where like, well, now I want to try that shot. It looks tough. How did he shoot directly into the sun? And still have the model there. Was he using flash? How did he do that? And me doing, going out, doing the research, figuring out how they did it, and then going out and doing it and nailing it the first try and being like, okay, on to the next thing. And that's kind of how it started. Then before you know it, I've got a studio. Uh, What's the name I'm, of your studio? It's Alicerta Photography. Alaserta. Yeah, Alicerta Photography. And it's in Bridgewater, um, Massachusetts, so... Yeah, and I, you know, I, that started the next thing. You get into social media. You start figuring out how that works. How how do you do advertising? How do you do, how do you do video? How do you do? So it's just, it's become this snowball effect for me where I'm constantly trying to learn something new.
1: Well, well, that kind of brings it you know, into, you know, what I picked up on when I went to your studio and we started talking is a lot of us veterans have to reinvent ourselves over the course of our, our, our life. You know, we do, we were, we're students are working before we go in the military. We go in the military, do something, we get out, we do a couple of things. We might do anywhere from two to seven things before we, we, we launch on our thing. And it just seemed like that you had not bounced around, but really, you know, worked to find your thing. And then it was this domino effect for you.
0: Yeah, I find, I find that to be absolutely true. Uh, for me, once I get my claws in something and, and I feel comfortable in that one thing, it then, then I look for the next thing and I look for the next thing. So I knew that I always wanted to do something with the podcast, right? Once I got in the studio, I said, okay, well, this is, this is how I can make that happen. So the first year I was in business, um, I ended up finding the studio, which is basically it's on Spring Street in Bridgewater. Which cool. is so. So, so this, for when you say podcast,
1: mm-hmm. what germinated the idea that you said, you know, I want to do a podcast because right. that's a it's big, a good commitment.
0: question. Yeah. Um, so I'm in school. Okay. With a bunch of 19-year-olds. <laughs> right. And when you're 41, and you've kind of and you kind of have the background that I have, um, you know, you look at. You know, you look at life a little different. Um, and uh, the story goes, I was having a conversation one day with a young uh, gentleman. Uh, I don't, it might have been nineteen, twenty, 20. Um, and he was talking about, I, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how it came up, but 9-11, the subject of 9-11 came up. And uh, I was explaining to him, you know, what that experience was like looking at it you know, through my lens, which at that time was pretty unique, unique lens to be looking at it through. Um, and you know, we're having this conversation and I'm, I'm explaining to him how, you know, how things went down and you know, what, what was going on and, and you know, and I could tell that he was, he was with me in the conversation, but he wasn't with me in the conversation. Like he understood what I was telling him, but he didn't it didn't click. It, it didn't click, no and, I, and I didn't realize that at the yeah. time until I said, um, you know, I mean, you remember, it, you know, it was the, the whole vibe that day was kind of tough, and he said, I don't remember because I wasn't alive. And I was like, he has no context for anything that happened during that entire period other than what he sees as a rerun every, you know, those horrible reruns every year that they play on Discovery Channel, or the, just the endless, you know, plane flying in the building, that, that's all they, that's all, that's the only context he has for that whole period of time, he doesn't know anything else, other than, you know, maybe what some guy at a desk in New York's telling him. I said, well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have any context for that event, um, you know, how many other things do people not have any context for, and how, how could I, uh, create some of that context. Uh, I said, well, why don't I just have guys come in that guys and girls come in that dealt with those situations in, in different periods, um, and, and tell people what it was like, not, not from some reporter at the desk in New York, but from the person that was actually there who, you know, this is a, an event in their life that they witnessed, that they went through, that they can, they can explain, and talk about their feelings and their experiences. Uh, and I said, well, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to do it. And that was my next, that was my next thing. So I spent a year figuring out how I was going to do it. And, uh, so that is how, that is how I got into the idea of, of trying to do that is, is, is that one conversation?
1: Well, that's, sometimes it's all it takes and you took that conversation and then you took the year. And the reason I think that's significant, you know, some people might gloss over that, but I can't because a lot of times, like in, in my podcast, it took years to get to this point. I'm still making mistakes. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. I'm still growing. You, you had a lot of things like like you fast-forwarded to yeah. X when I walked into your studio. Yeah. So tell me what the year was like going through and figuring out how you wanted to – look and sound and, and, yeah. and make your process
0: work? Well, first of all, I'm a complete psycho is, is the first thing. So if you're asking me wh- how it went from zero to a thousand in a short period of time, is because I'm absolutely nuts. I'm just obsessive about everything. So if I, kn- I knew at that point that I wanted to do the, the podcast thing, I didn't know how I wanted to do it. I didn't really even know how I was going to approach it. So I knew if I wanted to, uh, it to be decent and I felt at the time that the subject matter that I was planning on covering, uh, which I knew would, would, would be uh, people's personal stories, I knew that that needed to be kind of handled in a way that was respectful. And for me, if I'm going to display these stories, it has to be right. The the quality has to be right. The audio has to be right. I I felt like I had, I owed these people that were going to come in and speak to me a certain amount of respect. And also, I'm just obsessive. So I wanted, I I didn't feel any need to rush it until I felt like it was ready. So the first year that I was in the studio, um, you know, obviously I got in the studio right in the middle of the whole. COVID thing that's what that's when I decided I was going to open the business I said why don't I make it as difficult for me myself as I possibly can and give myself the largest chance to fail as a business let's do that so that's what I did um and I and I made it there's a
1: couple other Marine Corps veterans and other veterans who started businesses during COVID I'm like guys they're like
0: yeah we know yeah I mean the mentality for me was uh if I can make it right now, then I don't have anything to worry about ever again. And if you're not willing to step up and, 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 and you know, take chances, um, then don't, don't waste your own time, you know, and certainly don't waste anybody else's time because your product's not going to be good. You got to be willing to put yourself out there and you got to be willing to do the work. And I felt like, you know, we're at our worst right now. Let's we'll see if I can be at my best. And, uh, and that's, what I, that's what I tried to do. But I didn't, I didn't take a paycheck out of, the, out of the business for the first year. I took all that money and I, I, I saved it because I knew that because I'm a psycho, this was gonna be expensive. So I, needed, I knew I was gonna need the money in order to make this what I wanted it to be. I already had the studio space. I already had a background in lighting. I already had a background in photography and editing. So I said, like, I'm going to take all of that and I'm going to create the best possible um, setting that I can for these people to come in and and share their stories. So that's what I did. You know, I studied much like I did the photography thing. Like I said, it's one thing, you know, you're absolutely a maniac about this one thing and then you move on to the next thing. And then that's exactly what happened with the podcast. I spent, six months watching podcasts and with a notebook and saying like, okay, Joe Rogan has a great podcast. What does he do that I like so much? I love the way that he does the camera switching. I like that. Make a note about that. Need to figure out how he does that or how to do it in my price range because his price range is not my price range. But how how do I do that, duplicate that in my price range and not have the quality suffer. Write that down. Jocko. Do I like the way Jocko does his lighting? Mm, sometimes. Should it be in color? Should it be black and white? I don't know. Need to figure that out. Write that down. So it just became this endless, um, research project for what do I really like and what do I, what do I want and how do I make that happen? So once I had kind of a, a breakdown of how I wanted it to, to be done, Then it came down to, do I want to spend, you know, $400 per microphone? Do I want to spend, I mean, I already have uh, multiple DSLR cameras in the studio, uh, different ones for different things. One's better for sports, one's better for something, you know, whatever. But to do that, you are going to have three uniform setups if you're going to do what I'm trying to do with the three camera setup. $2,000 $2,000 a piece, maybe?
1: You can yeah. very easily.
0: Yeah, 2000 apiece a piece for the cameras, um, with or without lenses, depending on what you're going for. Um, am I willing to spend that, and do I need to? And if I do this, is my podcast going to be portable? These are all things I'm trying to figure out. But eventually, I, 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 I'm not going to give you the formula, by the way, but I, I'm not going to give you the secret sauce. But eventually I figured it out in a way that worked for me. And that's important. Everybody's got to figure out what works for them, what they're comfortable with. Um, but once I figured that out, um, I decided, well, I already have a studio. I've already got business internet. Why don't I hardwire everything? So I did that. Lights in the, you know, lights in the in the walls, on the remotes, on all this different stuff. I figured it all out. And um, then I built... Uh, the production set inside the studio in the back room. And, um, yeah, I I just, I I try to, every episode I try to get a little bit better. That's all you can do. You know, Um, and you're right. um, I I think most people um, jump into this. And honestly, um, I hear a lot of people say, like, I've always wanted to do that. And my answer is always like, well, then do it. You have this thing in your so you have this cool device in your pocket right and it does all these cool things it's it's got got like a camera on it and it it records audio it connects to the internet so yeah so i always say like if you want to start doing something like that you don't have to be a psycho like me you can just pick up the camera on your phone and just and just talk it's crazy. Uh, it's like I, really, I am
1: just speechless
0: right now. I know. It's a unique thing. Um, I wish more people knew about it. But honestly, if you've got something to say, you have all the tools in your pocket to do it. Um, it just depends where you want to take it. There's nobody that's stopping you from, uh, from you know, telling, speaking your truth. Whatever you want to say, you can, you can easily say it. The only people that are stopping you from doing it are Google, which, you know, we're, we're constantly fighting with them. But Amen.
1: No, I, I just think it goes to show that every approach is different. My approach is very different from yours. It, it's better, worse, however you want to, you know, do it. Um, there is a secret sauce. Uh, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's called
0: work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, it's called constant learning. Like today, you know, just full disclosure. There's a couple things that I learned today that you know, I'm like, okay, I need to do differently if I'm going to do this setup. And I haven't done in-person shows like this in a while because of COVID. So yeah. I'm starting to get reps in again and, and remember you know things I used to do two years ago. Right. But the thing is, is you had an idea and you took action. There's this big action component to a lot of what has to happen with a podcast. So you you take your year and you go full in, your full throttle, you fully go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Where does the name come in? Because oh, yeah. thank me for my service. <laughs> a lot of people don't get the get the joke or get the yeah. get the get the jib. Yeah.
0: And that's fine. I mean, so I, I think that there's probably this misconception that it's like um, we're being arrogant or, um, you know, what people don't realize is there's a whole team of guys that are behind the scenes when we do these shows and they're all vets. Um and when the name was decided uh you know it when you think about it like this like you know we have our little secret pages that we all are part of you know Masshole marines for example you know yep. we're all part of these groups and that's one of the things that always seems to happen is we always kind of rib on each other with that exact thing you know like thank me for my service yeah, thank basically me for my service yeah, you're gonna thank me for my service or you should thank him for his service. You know, it's always kind of it's kind of like the, it's always it's like an inside joke. So I said, you know, all right, given the subject matter that we're potentially going to cover from time to time, whether it be um, you know veteran suicide or uh, just someone's personal story in general, um, you know, I felt like it was it was important to kind of lighten it up a little bit. And again, um, there's some people that might take that the wrong way. But if you asked me if I cared, no, I don't care. The answer is no, I don't care. Watch episode one. I explain the whole, the whole back story of that. But, uh, yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. It's um, a good joke. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to, to vets, which is, you know, that's what the show was originally intended to. But I also understand now that it, it's, it's reaching an audience that, um, that aren't uh part of the veteran community that just really want to hear people's stories because they understand that like you know nowadays you don't know what you really don't know where your your stuff is coming from that, no, no. you know so
1: so you take the full year yeah and you you, you just say i'm going to start you take a full year and then you know what happens when you say okay i'm ready to launch i'm going to launch take okay. me down that
0: um so when I, when I decided I was going to launch the, start launching the episodes, um, I realized like, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot that needs to happen before you can just launch an episode for, for me, um, you know, the, the editing, um, the, you know, cause because we're on, well, the first thing I decided was I'm going to make sure that these are everywhere on every possible platform I can get them on because I know that there's going to be a potential for them to want to shut me down, which happens. Um, Well, it's
1: happening now. I mean, I mean, Facebook has pretty much come out and said that if you, if you have a veteran tag in your content, it gets ranked lower.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so now I enjoy, um, straddling the line on purpose. Any chance I get, um, you know i'm gonna do that not to be disrespectful but just to kind of say like there's nothing you're gonna do to stop me even if you kick me off youtube you know i'm gonna find i'll i'll create another website and do it do I, there's nothing you can do to make it go away so you might as well just stop um, but that's not realistic you know we're controlled by the overlords and you know they decide what's appropriate for people to Consume as far as content goes. So that's been one of the battles that I fight, you know, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Rumble, we're everywhere and the reason for that is because I want everything spread out so that one person can't just decide what what uh, these people's stories getting out or not so um that's how like that that was my approach going into launching the thing was like okay i know what's happening with uh with content you know i know what's happening with facebook i know who owns it um i know they're uh yeah we don't we don't say bad stuff on your podcast we'll save it for mine but you know what i'm getting at right um um, well,
1: defecation oscillation—that's what I'm going to remember. You like that one, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's a that that came from way back in the day. Oh, that's um, good. That's I had good. a I had a master sergeant uh, way back who said that to me one time, and I just thought like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Whenever I need to keep it clean, that's yeah. that's a good phrase okay. to throw out there, right? Absolutely. But um, yeah, I mean that's a battle we fight, and you you know you know it's a lot of work behind the scenes. I, I think what people don't understand is that it's. It's full-time, you know, It's a, you got to put a lot of time and effort into it, you know. You feel like, you, you know, you sit down and do an hour episode or an hour and 20 minutes or two hours sometimes, depending on, you know, how things go, um, you know, you then have to edit and prepare and upload and, and, and then once you upload, you got to make sure that it's shared and advertised and all these different things. So. You know, and that's just our form of content. That's just us. But, you know, you have other veterans like guys that I've met that um, that do different types of things where they're cutting up all these different clips and splicing them together. And sometimes it takes them two weeks just to do a, you know, a three, four minute long video. But, I mean, it's a lot. of It's a lot of work. And you got to be willing to put in the work for sure.
1: Well, I think that's where, you know, I kind of like, okay, I'm connecting with Alan because the work is there you can see it you can hear it. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really appreciate it. For me, it was just, I had to start, I had to start. So a lot of this yeah. was just, let's start now, but there's no wrong way to travel your path. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've done this now, you've been doing this for like, what a year and a half. Like my know?
0: first, no, the, the podcast, yeah, the, the podcast, I started the podcast January 1st, we dropped our first episode. But this year,
1: Yeah. I thought you were okay. I thought you were a longer person. No,
0: no. And then it's just like, um, yeah, we're already on our way to being monetized. No, no. I see that. I see that. Yeah. It's, it's it's, it's definitely, yeah. People are like, well, you've been doing this a long time. Right. And I'm like, not necessarily. It's just, I did so much, so much research and so much, um, trying to figure out how to get to where I want to get to as fast as possible that, um, it seems to be having an effect. And also I think the idea of what we're trying to do is starting to resonate with people, which is good because that's what it's intended to do. You know, the, the podcasts, I always say that, you know, the, the actual podcasts are not about me. They have absolutely nothing to do with me. I'm just kind of like the guide, um, whoever comes on the show, this is their this is their episode. This show is about them and their experiences and what they have going on. Maybe they they're running a business, maybe they're you know, they're part of an organization. I mean, this is their moment to come on and be heard however they want to be heard. So that's how I approach everything, and it seems to be it seems to be resonating. But I also don't tell them like oh you 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 want to maybe stay away from this or this might get me in trouble, I don't do that because uh, it's it's uncensored it's unfiltered, um, it's not profane by any by any stretch but um, there are profanities but there's a difference I think uh, I I feel like it, I knew going into this if I if I dictated to them what they could and couldn't say or how they could and couldn't act, damn it's over already before it starts
1: let me ask you this yeah. um, a lot of um, collaborators and peers in our world are, are strictly focused on the guest or something that will get them the most analytics yeah return mm-hmm. but you said something that I kind of you know agree with is you know you want this to be about the the, the guests you're talking about in their experience right how
0: important is that to you that's the whole sh- that's the whole thing that's the whole idea. Um, I, all, I understand that there's things that I could be doing um, that would make things easier for me. Uh, I didn't do this and I think that the, the misconception uh, a lot of times is that you're always doing this for some personal gain uh, to make money and yeah I mean that that's a lot of times that's the case with me, and, and this is what I tell the guys that, that work with me when we're doing these episodes, it's like, that stuff will come on its own. Uh, what, right now, we're not there. We're on our way there. But the only way we're gonna get there is we, if we focus on keeping it authentic to what we want it to be. If the, if the quality's good, if the content is good, and, and we create this environment that people um, you know, want to be a part of, we don't have to worry about any of that. Um, the goal for the, for the podcast, obviously, is to eventually monetize it because then it allows us the opportunity to support some of these veteran causes, maybe have events, do all these things for the veteran community. Uh, that is a goal, maybe, I guess. But not something that I, I I constantly think I'm thinking about the person. I'm thinking about what is this person's what is the best way to help this person uh, either get some stuff off their chest, which I find to be a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of times. You know, it really depends how I approach it, whether or not that happens. And then when it does happen, it seems to have a very positive effect on whoever's in in having the conversation because they'll say like, I, I haven't ever, I don't think I've ever talked about that before. Or I don't think I've ever been as open to discussing it before. So all, all, everything else comes kind of secondary to that. Like I, I, I fo- very much focused on creating a uh, comfortable environment for those things to take place. And then I also try to like, if they have a business that they're trying to run, if they have a, a, a something they're associated with that they're passionate about, it then becomes about that. So if you look at the episodes that I post, um, even the gear that I wear on the show, that's a fellow veteran that I served with back in the early two thousands who has his own thing down in Florida. You know, he's a so all his all the clothing that I wear, the hats, the shirts are all Raider World. Game. He was a Marine Raider. Um, so I support him because when I first started, he supported me. And he said, hey, man, like anything you need, if you need help. He had been doing it for a while. He does a different thing. But it was that's all it took for me to be like, I, I got you. I will never do an episode unless I'm wearing one of your pieces of gear because you did that for me. So I try to do that for everybody else. I try to do something for them so that, you know, it's just a it's just an all-around good way to, to approach it I feel like it, you know if you're asking. Well, I'm,
1: I'm asking because you know you'll get into podcast groups on you know social media and offline you know peer groups mm-hmm. and it's it's just hey we're going to have a discussion about analytics. Yeah. And if you do this, you know, you may get more yeah. followers and you know I I'm not going to talk to this guest yeah. if they don't have no more than you know, two thousand or more followers, yeah. and, and I feel you lose something that way. I think every story yeah. has has value. So I'm, I'm my my thing. That I'm curious about as you're talking is is how how do you approach the kind of guests you want to have on your show?
0: Um, that's a good question. Like, um, I don't, I'm not out for clout. You know, I, I could care less if if people if people personally like me or not. Could care less. Really. And if you want to be, be successful, you better have that attitude. Because if you care what everybody thinks about you, the Internet's not a safe place for you. It's not. It's not. Um, so my approach is, if you don't want to talk to me because I don't have enough subscribers, you're, you know, uh, you're a tool anyways. No problem. Like, why would I want to associate with somebody like that? Like, you're a, you're a personality on the Internet. That's all you are. And apparently that's all you want to be because that's how you conduct yourself in, in everyday life. I don't, I don't need to be about that because I've actually done things with my life. Pretty cool things, pretty substantial things. I'm not hiding behind a camera trying to pump myself up to be somebody because I don't care. You know, yeah. like There's nothing that, there's nothing that I uh, am going to do that's going to make me feel any different about myself. I know who I am. Maybe those people don't know who they are and they think that um, being on YouTube is like a cool thing. Like, I could care less and that's why I'm going to do better than you because I don't care about that. Like, I know how analytics work, but that's not what runs my life and it's not what runs my podcast.
1: Yeah, but it it does so many other people's uh, shows and I have a hard time. I get it, Mm -hmm. but I also am like, "Well, well, tell me about the impact you've had on your life and someone else's life that's what i'm interested in and i think that's what we're, we're getting here and i'm sitting here uh as we kind of wind down with aliserta um he has a, he's a photographer marine corps veteran and has the thank me for my service podcast that's correct yes sir thank me for my service and you, you know it's just rare you know in, in my line of work that you get to talk to another veteran podcaster uh, right. we're very small and and, and so you know What's next for you? What do you think should be next for Veterans Podcasting?
0: I think that, um, you know, everybody has a different approach to how they what, what, what it is they're trying to do. Um, I take a, di- a little different approach than you do, but not really. I mean, ultimately, the goals are all the same, right? We, we're trying to uh, bring attention to certain things, right? For me, it's more people's personal stories and allowing them to kind of unload and also, you know, giving them a platform to, to promote themselves or their business or whatever it is. Um, that's what I do in the future. Uh, I'd like to continue to do that and I'm not going to deviate from that and I'm not, I'm so if people are looking for like some kind of progression, as far as like the way I conduct my interviews oh, maybe you should have them not swear anymore it's not going to happen. I'm not going to change my vision for how it's going to go. However, we are going to be launching, uh, thank me live, Oh nice. which is going to be a, a live show. So we have our, f- our full form interviews that we do, you know, and on the podcast that are uploaded. But then I said like, well, Google's already upset with me. So how can I make them more upset? And I said, I know. I can do a live show every week where I just discuss current event topics and they'll really enjoy that. So that's what we're on on to next. And and the reason for that is because, you know, once you box yourself into something, you know, it's a veteran podcast with veterans that we have come on the show. What I've realized through doing this, though, is that not everybody is a veteran. We're a pretty small community. And there are other people within the community that are huge supporters of Veterans causes or have a lot of things to say or maybe there's other organizations that are that are I find important so That'll be the outlet where I can have people who aren't Necessarily veterans come to the show and interact with me and the audience and and kind of get involved in that world Uh, I don't know if they're gonna follow me where I take them. We're gonna find out though soon So in the future, that's that's what we're planning on doing. I don't want to change anything really from what I'm already doing um, but maybe add add some another unique perspective to it.
1: Not really like the idea because they're you know we're like what one percent of the, po- the American yeah. population one mm-hmm. percent and so we're a uh, minority of minorities and you're right why why exclude people who want to support us and right. who do support
0: us. Right yeah I mean uh, it, it's important to kind of I want to be inc- inclusive I guess is the right word I want everybody to to feel like they can watch what we're doing and be a part of it you know it's for a very specific reason but that doesn't mean it can't be learned from and i realize now um that i've started doing it um that because of messages that i've gotten from both veterans and non-veterans you know the com- comments like i haven't thought about that in 15 years I haven't thought about that and it was it was nice to to remember those things comments like that or Wow, I really didn't realize what that was like. I I had no idea what that was like for those guys Like that was really eye-opening for me. I never realized that When I get comments like that, I know I'm on the right track because that's the whole Intended outcome is to to have that kind of a reaction to educate um you know through through truth basically awesome awesome
1: well i'm excited to you know see you progress um we, we we are very similar we have very different approaches obviously but there's plenty of room at the table oh yeah there's plenty of room at the table and you know i definitely want to support what you're doing and it resonates with me um so the most important part of the conversation is is how can people find out about the your, 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 your professional career, the Alistair of photography, and then how can people find your podcast?
0: So as far as the photography goes, uh, my studio is in Bridgewater, Massachusetts on spring street. Um, I'm all over the place. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me pretty much everywhere. You could look. If you type in Alistair of photography, um, you'll find me. Uh, Google Maps, you'll find me. Google, everywhere. Um, I I take a lot of uh, time trying to make sure that I'm visible. Because if you're invisible, you're probably not going to do well. Uh, And it's the exact same thing with the podcast. I take that exact same approach. Uh, The podcast, um, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Rumble, um, uh, Spotify. Um, so if you type in, thank me for my service, thank me for my service, thank me for my service podcast. Um, you will find it. Um, and I hope that, I hope that people watch it and I hope they enjoy it. And I hope they hit that subscribe button because I don't think people realize to somebody who's on YouTube, how important that is for a content creator, because that's what tells Google, Hey, this is important and we need to make sure other people see this. Because they do everything they can, like you said before, to kind of keep it under wraps, make it as difficult as possible for you to reach the masses. They control all of that. So I'm, I'm telling
1: you, we, we could do a whole segment just oh. on, on that, but I, 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 I totally agree with you. Yeah, I I, I'm, I, I don't want to beg, but I'm like, you know, I get asked all the time, how can I help you out? I'm like, please subscribe. Mm. Don't just like my page, follow my page. Yeah. Well, why? Because those are the those are the two things that the the powers that be look at to yeah. compute. You know where I where I rate. So uh, I definitely uh, um, you know I commiserate. I yeah, definitely understand.
0: I mean, it's important. Um, you know, for people to understand, and I, I can actually give an example. Um, I did a video, uh, or I did an episode with Connor Matthews. Uh, okay. I don't know if you saw that one. The, one, the uh, Connor's a professional MMA fighter, but he's also a U.S. Air Force combat controller, right? Um, who had a unique experience. We had—I was in the beginning stages; he was towards the end stages, Afghanistan. So we had different viewpoints of how things were going down. I did an episode with him, and we were talking about his time and my time. And he mentioned Obama and he mentioned Trump and he said that like, it really depended on the president, the, the way that they were conducting their missions. You know, It was a little more lax at this point. It tightened up a little bit at this point. He mentioned a president's name and then when I went to go and um, advertise the episode, they shot me down and said that we were political campaigning. So that just gives you an example of what we're dealing with. You're at the, we're at the point now where you can't even say the T word on the internet, and it's automatic shutdown. So it's important that people hit the subscribe button because if you don't, then they have total control over everything and you have none. Um, and that's just a battle you got to fight.
1: It, 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 is, it is the battleground. It's the battleground. Yeah. So I will have the links to uh, you know Alan's. Uh, Sort of photography business, you know, Al's, um you know, podcast. The Thank you for my service, podcast, all that, and Oscar Micro Radio Show Post. And you know, I, I've learned a whole lot from doing this this show. It's always good to get another perspective. And you know, there's no reason why you can't support us both or mm-hmm. one of us. I don't, I don't care. Like he doesn't care. So I'm just the thing is the more people that can get the the word out there the better we're going to be especially for how how small we are
0: yeah there's not a lot of us um you know and the ones that do do kind of like what what we're doing there have been at it you've been at it a lot longer than i have
1: a little longer but um you know i'm, I'm like i said today was uh, today uh, today i got i got some instruction it was very good <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, good no no it's, it's it's good in that way so Again, my name is Travis with the Awesome Mac Radio Podcast. I'm with my, you know, colleague, peer, Marine Corps buddy, yeah. uh, Alan Lacerda of uh, Lacerda Photography, and the Thank Me for My Service podcast. And I just want to say I really appreciate you taking time on a Sunday to come out and, oh, and talk to course. me. Of course. And, uh, again, a big, big shout-out to um, Kevin Marshall and the Bridgewater VFW for making the space available to us. Uh, I want to come down here and do more shows Because I learn and grow from having to do uh, these things remote and also it's just good for the VFW and how the VFW is trying to help out veterans. So, um, Alan, as we say at Oscar Mike Radio, Mission and Flight, thank you, brother.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Again, I'm Travis. This is Oscar Mike Radio and we are out. I want to thank you for joining me and watching Oscar Mike Radio. Now go to OscarMikeRadio.com and click shop to check out all the cool merchandise from Authentically American. All proceeds go to veteran service organizations. We are mission in Flight.